Hey guys, it's Kay here and you're listening to Brown Sugar and Shimmer. Today's topic is going to be about sexual impurity or sexual immorality, whatever way you want to say it. I'm going to come to you as genuine as I can about this topic. Um, It can be for some young gentlemen out here, but it's mainly going to be towards my girls because I'm a girl and I'm going to come across the best way that I can relate. I don't want anyone to be offended by this message. If you get offended, try looking within yourself to see why you're so offended by the things that I'm going to say. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to head straight into the Bible with some scripture. So if you think that I'm lying, you can go check it out for yourself. But I really want this to be a vulnerable topic. And I want you while you're listening to this to really look within yourself and to see what is going on with me. Why do I act the way that I do? Why do I think that just committing this sin, you know, won't get me in trouble with God all sins are going to get you in trouble with God but this one in particular a lot of people are participating in and they don't see a problem in it because social media and social media influencers are just you know promoting it whether it's promoting lingerie lines or half naked pictures or thirst captions on their photos and it's just a bunch of stuff so I want you to prepare yourself for this message. I want you to open up your mind and open up everything you thought about sex. If you can't say the word sex, you probably shouldn't be on this, but clear your mind of everything of that right now and really allow yourself to listen and hear and just absorb this word. All right, so... What is sexual immorality, sexual impurity? Sexual immorality is a evil or sinful or otherwise wrong behavior. Um, immorality is often called wickedness and it is a state um, to be avoided by good people, which is God's people. Um, since morality refers to things that are right, immorality has to do with things that are wrong, like stealing, lying, and murdering, all right? So what I'm going to do right now is get these scriptures out the way and then I'm going to have a heart to heart with y'all because I don't want this to be a um, reading you from the Bible. I really want this to be a, you know, like we're having a discussion right now because, you know, this really is a sensitive topic. I'm going to dive into some things that, you know, you may have not known about when it comes to sex, but let's just get these scriptures out the way and then we're going to dive into it. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 says, Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commit commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. And the next scripture we're going to have is Hebrews 13 verse 4. Let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterous. All right. This is what the Bible says. This is not what I say. Okay, so it's time to have a talk. Y'all, we are in such a over-sexualized world. It's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. And a couple years ago, you know, I was really in it. I wasn't seeing the problem with having sex before marriage. I wasn't seeing, you know, what was wrong with being really, really intimate with some people like you were in a relationship with because I figured, you know, everybody's doing it. Even when it said not to do it in the Bible, but part of me was like, everyone's doing it, you know, and I haven't seen them get punished for it. So, you know, people just 
dibble and dabble in the different things and things you know you shouldn't be doing, you just go ahead and you do it. So I feel like it is our fault. We are held accountable for when we hear um, of scripture talking about being sexually, you know, active when we're not supposed to be, when we're not married. We are held responsible for that because we have read the scripture and we are, you know, aware of the scripture. So our duty as believers is to follow the word of God. But it gets hard living in this world where everyone else is sinning and, you know, you want to as well. And the most like famous sin of all is basically having sex before marriage. So I'm here to tell you sex before marriage is wrong. If you didn't know that sex before marriage is wrong, you know, any type oral, we're going to get like really into this right now because there's so many lies out here that people don't even know that a lot of people out here still think that they're virgins and they're not, but you know, we're just going to dive into it. Um, I've heard so many things going around about, um, girls giving guys oral and they think, oh, I haven't lost my physical virginity. So I'm good. Well, what about your spiritual, spiritual, um, virginity? What about that? Like, that's a real thing. If anything, that's the main thing of it. Being spiritually pure and free from sexual sin is, you know, one of the ultimate goals that you should strive for with being a Christian. And it's hard out here with social media, just promoting nudity and having sex with everybody, all these famous baby mothers with all these rappers and celebrities and it's like they're trying to make it normal and people are like, well, I don't mind having sex with someone if I don't know them or random hookups or if he has money, you know, I don't mind. And then when it happens, nobody is, you know, considering the side effects of it. People will tell you to sleep around with everybody, but they won't ask you to ask them like, you know, do you have any sexually transmitted diseases, which I find is crazy. So I am not the type to go around and say, do you boo? Because everybody will tell you to go out and do what you want to do. But the minute you start getting an itch down there, nobody's sitting up in that doctor's office with you. And it's a really embarrassing moment. And it's a really humbling moment at that because it's like, I did this to myself and I did this and I didn't ask questions and I wronged myself. I did wrong within myself. Or when you get pregnant and you're like, I can't support a baby right now. This wasn't my intention. I was just trying to go out and have fun. And then this happens. And then it's a snowball effect of so many things that aren't shown on social media or the people that promote it. Um, Another thing that could contribute to you wanting to have sex, you know, when you're not married is some things that have, you know, happened in your childhood. A lot of times, um, a lot of people have been, Um, raped or molested and that actually starts a psychological hyperactive sex drive in some people that they don't know about and that's a scary thing to you know encounter it's a scary thing when you don't know why you're the way that you are you don't know why you want to do the things that you want to do and you know you don't think that it has anything to do with your past but it actually does and um a pastor, a pastor, Stephen Darby, he said it true. Everything that happens in the physical world has to happen in the spiritual world first. Um, everything that go- is going on in the physical world, you know, has happened in the spiritual world. Everything is spiritual. And a lot of people don't like to say this, but it's true. And it's true because a lot of people can attest to it. 
everything that comes within your body, if it's not of God, if it's not, you know, anything positive or worshiping him or just anything of God is of the devil. So it's a negative spirit coming upon you. So, um, someone who was molested as a young child, that spirit of molestation, you know, attaches, it attaches itself onto them and will start that hypersexual sexual drive, you know, within them. So all their life and being very young, they're, they're wanting to be very sexually active and they don't know why they're doing what they're doing. And they go to therapists and they talk it out and they're still the way that they are. And, you know, some people try and get on medicine and they're still the way that they are. And they just can't figure out why, you know, can't I be normal or why can't I just, you know, act like a regular person or why can't I control my sexual drive like some people can. And it's really because that spirit of molestation has just attached onto them and affected their mind. And, you know, we don't talk about this in the church. We don't talk about spirits, you know, attaching themselves onto people through certain circumstances. But that is honestly the case. And, you know, in situations like that. So what I've learned from that is to never judge a book by its cover one. You know, we think everybody out here who's in these streets and in the streets sexually, you know, or hoes or thoughts or whatever it is we shouldn't judge by that because we don't know where someone comes from instead we need to pray so for someone out there who is listening to this um if you've been raped or molested you know you have to learn to pray against these things you know it's not you it's never been you god didn't give us this mind to be defiled and have all these nasty thoughts and you know wanting the you know your sex drive to be hyperactive he meant for it to be a healthy good thing but because that spirit came and attached itself onto you it's defiled it and it's made it malfunction and another thing um pastor Stephen Darby said was to when you're calling out you know a spirit or a thing call it by its name and it loses 50 percent of its power so what you want to do is you want to say um the spirit of molestation or the spirit of hyper, you know, sexuality or hypersexual um, activity, you know, release yourself off of me. I rebuke you and I bind you in the name of Jesus. And you keep praying that until you feel it go away. And every time you feel it, pray that prayer again and just keep it going. And I promise you, yet you will see results. You really will. Um, it's just so disheartening to also see that women who haven't gone through this learn to be over sexualized by the culture that we're in and you know social media that we're in and how in music videos everybody's half naked and you know all these beautiful women get these rappers who have all this money and they think that they have to be like them and nobody wants to be a woman of God anymore and it's so sad it's like Christian women aren't boring. You know, you don't have to be boring. You can be beautiful. You can be sexy as well. But what God will define as sexy and what the world will define as sexy is two completely different things. You can tell what kind of man someone is about what they prefer in a woman. Some men do like girls who are half naked and, you know, have no respect for themselves, but they're only going to use them for one thing. Whether the other woman who has self-respect and who dresses herself, you know, modestly, but still, you know, she still looks nice and has a good head on her shoulders and is smart and carries herself properly. Men will also like that woman, too. 
But in today's society, we tend to go towards the hood ratchet girls because those are the girls that get most of the attention in the media. So we think in order to be successful, in order for men to literally drool over us, we have to have our skin pouring out of our clothes. We have to have on the most expensive wigs, face caked up to the T and just not looking like ourselves. And that is so far from the truth. And it's such a lie because you are beautiful the way that you are. And I know that that sounds so cliche and so such a quote everybody uses, but you are truly beautiful the way that you are. And you're that way because God made you that way. No one person is supposed to look the same. All these girls in Hollywood with the big butts and the big boobs and the nose jobs and the lips jobs, they're all trying to look the same when we were purposely created to be different. You were purposely created to be different. So why would you want to go and be someone different because you think that's the attention that you want? Half of these women won't even tell you that their baby daddies that went with these rappers have been so horrible to them, have treated them lesser than, have disrespected them. Um, When they have their kids, they don't want anything to do with them. And you want to be a part of that lifestyle? We have to do better. We have to really get back into being God's women. You know, God's women. And not all of us are going to be sophisticated and, you know, classy and everything like that. Because some people just aren't like that. But it's a way to carry yourself with respect for yourself, but as well as respect for God. And that will show in the world. And when you do that, that is when you will attract attention of the man that really needs to be in your life. When you walk out of here with your hair all crazy, skin spilling out of your clothes, your assets all out, you're going to get attention, but it's not going to be the attention that you want. And I'm sorry to say it, but that's the world we live in. And not saying if you carry yourself a certain way, you won't get nasty attention, but it's less likely because men will look at you and say, She's not one to tolerate mess and they will leave you alone. But when you walk out here looking any type of way, they're going to talk to you any type of way. So I don't know who needed to hear this, but you need to put your clothes on, make sure they fit and dress like a young woman. Dress how you want to be treated. Dress respectfully. Respect yourself. No one's ever told you that. Respect yourself. Okay. The next thing I want to talk into is masturbation. This is a on and off topic that a lot of people debated on but though it does not specifically say it in the bible sexual immorality it falls in you know in line with that any sin that's committed against the body is sin any sin that's committed against the body is sin but um those who sin sexually against them um i just messed that whole thing up but anyway Basically, masturbation is sin because the whole thing about sexual pleasure is for it to be enjoyed with your spouse, for it to be enjoyed with your God-given person that um, God has chosen for you, for when you all get together and you all experience it together. I know a lot of you are saying masturbation is natural. It's something babies do, which they do. Um, And it's something that we really don't talk about in churches. So it's like, you know, some people knew that it was wrong. Some people are like, I didn't know masturbation was wrong. I just thought it was something natural. Well, I'm here to tell you that it is. And you're not the only person that was late to the party if you're just figuring this out. Though masturbation may happen, some people think naturally or, you know, young children do it. Sexual immorality is the one sin. And um, I think getting drunk is 
The two sins when you sin against the body, physically, physically sinning against the body. And um, though it's natural, we shouldn't do it because any type of sexual activity is meant to be enjoyed with your God-given partner. Yes, I know some of you are saying right now, what can I do? I can't do anything, you know, being a Christian. That is true. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie. That is true. But the one thing you can do is ask God to come to you and just reveal to you what you've been doing in your life that is displeasing to him, whether it's, you know, being sexually impure, being, you know, affectionate to someone in a way that might be displeasing to God. Ask him to forgive you from your sexual sin. Ask him to reveal a time in your life where you may have, you know, been abused and your, you know, sex drive is hyperactive. Um, Have him reveal to you the things that he believes that you're doing in your life are wrong. And with that, He'll also give you the tools that you'll need to kind of calm down your want to be sexually active in today's world because it's hard out here in these streets when everybody's doing it and you're trying to stay pure, but every day you see something and it's like, I can't take this. You don't want to get off of social media. You don't want to stop talking to your friends, but it's like, it's so hard to stay pure when everyone around me is doing this. I'm going to eventually cave into it. What I want you to do is to pray to God and say, Father God, deliver me from this want, this urge, this desire to be sexually impure. Do your work within me, Lord, to be different among my peers, among the world. And when you're feeling weak and when you're feeling like caving into, you know, committing sexual sins and everything like that, Come to the Lord and tell him, Lord, I'm weak and I can't do this by myself. So I throw it up to you. Tell him, Lord, you said if I call on your name, your answer. And I'm calling on your name right now because I can't do this by myself. It is nothing wrong with being a virgin nowadays. It is nothing wrong with wanting to change your life around if you've been sexually active. If you want to change today and said, I'm not having sex until I get married, honey, God is ecstatic. Believe me, your friends might not be, your boyfriend might not be, your girlfriend might not be, but God is ecstatic because you're really truly, truly showing self-restraint and really taking back your authority within yourself and just really taking back authority in God's creation. We get so lost in this world because we look at everyone else and we want to be a part of everyone else and, you know, our eyes process all this stuff and it goes into our brain and we think that the things everyone is doing is okay when it clearly says in the bible you know we're not supposed to do it so after hearing this message today i really want you to go back and evaluate your life think about the people that are around you think about who you're following on instagram facebook youtube are they promoting um sexual impurity are they half naked all the time are they talking about sex in their music all the time are they talking about sex in their vlogs all the time are they talking about having hookups and dating tom dick and harry and sleeping around and having one night stands are they promoting the thing that god is telling you not to do Because I guarantee you, if you cut those people out or if you minimize your exposure to those people, your desires will significantly start to go down. You'd be surprised how much what you see affects your mind. And you're going to say having sex, not having sex is going to be so hard. But if you monitor what goes into you through your eyes, through your ears, through your mouth too, 
you will genuinely see a difference. It's still not going to be a complete struggle less adventure, but it's going to be less. It's going to be bearable. Everyone struggles with it. You're not alone. Everyone has had to go in and, you know, clean up, clean up your social media, clean up your contacts, clean up your friends, tell your friends or tell your family, you don't, you can't talk about that around me because it's something I'm struggling with and I'm trying to stay pure on it. And if they don't understand it, then you really don't need to be around them. But let it be known. This is something that I struggle with. This is something that I'm trying to get away from and I'm trying to stay pure for the Lord. Even if you had sex, even if you, I don't care how many bodies you had, if you are really willing and ready to abstain from having sex because you want to take your body back and you want to give it back to God, it is never too late to start. I also want to go back over again. If you have been inappropriately touched, you know, in your life, molestation and rape, you know, that spirit that was attached on you to pray against that as well, because it's not you. Any negative or nasty or disturbing or perverted thought that is in your head is not of you it's not of god it's of the devil do you hear me it is of the devil god did not place those thoughts in our mind it is of the devil and you need to rebuke him and you need to rebuke him in all of his lies when you're on your journey of trying to um you know be abstinent and he tells you you're not going to be able to do this you call him up for what he is devil you're a liar i can do all things within christ who strengthens me you know no weapon formed against me shall proper. The weapon's going to form. You're going to be tempted. It's going to be some people in your path. They're going to be fine. You're going to think, man, if I was still doing what I was doing, you just don't know. But in those moments, rebuke the devil and all of his lies and call upon Jesus and tell him, Father God, I am weak and I need your help. You said to call upon you and you would help me. So that's all I have for this video today. Really go in your life, go in your social medias, go in the books you're reading, the TV shows you're watching, the movies you're watching, everything you're doing. And if it is overly sexualized, cut back on it. And I promise you, you will see a significant difference in your desire to be sexually active, which is being sexually impure. I hope that word touched you. I hope it talked to you. I hope it dug into some things that have happened in your past that, you know, it's about time that they honestly resurfaced. I really, truly believe that if you came across this podcast at this specific time, if you've been struggling with sexual immorality or, you know, God just is saying that it's time to let it go and get off of it. I pray that this really helped you to put some things into perspective. There is so much more to talk on this topic, but that's basically just the gist of everything that I wanted to talk about today. And I want to end off with a prayer. So, Father God, thank you for gathering us here today. Thank you for this listener who has came across this specific video at this specific time on this specific day. I pray that it has spoken to them and touched their hearts and touched their souls in a way that only you can, Father God. Father God, I pray that that trauma is released off of them, Jesus. I pray that that social standard to be just sexually idolized and fake is removed off of them as well and they realize that being a woman of God within you is something more beautiful and more real and more attractive than anything out here in this physical world father God I pray that you come upon them and make them anew father God let them not be guilty of their past when they come to you and confess their sins and want to be made anew in you but let them know that you will make them a brand new person in you father god if that is truly what they want let them know that you love them that you care about them and yes you were displeased with their actions but repentance is key 
and that you want all of us to come to you and love you and just bask in your embrace and we crave the sexual desire because it's what's in front of our face and we crave being with men that aren't any good to us because we lack father figures father god i pray to those women right now that they come to you and realize that you're an amazing and awesome father figure and if they don't have one that they can find one in you father god I pray that it touches who it needs to touch and preach to who it needed to be preached to because child, it is people are out here and they need to know the truth, but they don't want to hear it. Let the young girl, the young woman that is a virgin not be embarrassed that she is one. Let her stay pure and let her stay strong. Let the young woman who wants to take back her sexual you know, purity, let her take it back, Father God, and let her not be ashamed. Let her not be tempted and tested and father god don't let it prevail let all these women and all these men too women aren't the only ones that can take back you know their sexual purity let the men too who want to do it as well father god let them do it to the honor and glory of you in jesus name we pray father god let it touch who it needed to touch and let it heal who it needed to heal and remember father god just to let them know that they are forgiven and they are loved and nothing that they have done can take them away from you. In Jesus' name, amen.